Over the centuries, some of the greatest minds have accomplished amazing things in the areas of architecture, literature, science, technology, music, and the arts. We've had cultures to build pyramids over hundreds of years with incredible accuracy and limited resources. We've had intellectual geniuses to create written compositions and mathematical computations that throughout history has guided religious, political, and industrial leaders in developing global programs to aid in the progression of mankind. We the people have put monkeys into space, created vessels that travel faster than the speed of sound, produced medicines to cure everything from broken hearts to floppy, uh, well, maybe semi-floppy. Never mind, that's somebody else. So moving right along. Uh, to microwave pizzas and beer that you can make at home. And what did these years of greatness and prosperity get us? 30 or so minutes of heavy drinking, swearing, and self-abuse. And that's just the listeners. While he may have been produced in Montana, then set free to roam the wilds of Tennessee, your host has a body endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and a face that even a mosquito would hesitate to sit on. What's not to love? While years of progress, development, and beauty have been reduced to madness and chaos, just take a moment to absorb this audio beating of your soul and dream of the days when things were simpler and more interesting. Yeah, let the good times roll. And here he is, the opposite of progress and beauty. Your host, Alan Wooford. Hey, sinners, welcome to the show. Today's recording date is April 13, 2022, and the reason I do the date stamp on here, it is called Diary of a Bald Man. So when you reflect or listen or get back to this episode, you know when it was recorded, as with any diary. It has been a hell of a week. So the last show, Take It Like a Man, I I thought it would be a good message to get out there. I thought it would have some positive responses. And it blew me away. Over 300 emails. And what was great is after people heard the show, I mean, I, I put some language out there. I put some information. You know, people, people don't talk about sensitive. I'm doing the things with my fingers, you know, the little quote things. I'm doing that. So imagine I'm sitting with my fingers on the side of my face. I'm going, people don't want to talk about these sensitive things. You know, men don't want to sit around and say, hey, you know, my balls are old and saggy. They're drooping. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. So by me communicating freely about it and putting it out there and they were like, oh my God, I can't believe he's talking about that. But then they thought, Oh my God, what if that's my problem? What if that's where my low libido and stuff comes from? Communication helps. So they heard the podcast. They went to mindandconstantmotion.com. They looked for the contact information and they started sending me stuff. Now, the positive thing about that is that a lot of these had some positive results. You know, people were like, hey, can you tell me how you research this? How do you get this information? Where's the best place to go? Should, you know, should I go to my urologist? So I go to here. And, you know, we talked to him because not knowing what's in their areas or their locations, we said, we'll start with your primary care physician, right? You try to give them the good information because some of the negative stuff that came out was like, well, you're not a physician. 
you know, you're this, you're a different age group, you're a different category, you're diabetic. This didn't work for me. I tried it. It failed. Or the shots worked for me. Or this worked for me. And that's what I said. Not everybody is going to respond the same way. Not everybody is going to get the same benefit. So when you listen to mine or any other podcast, news, anything that you've got where you're getting, you know, tons of information and, and tons of input, you got to do what's right for you. I can tell you things I've done, places I've been, things I've experienced, but you're going to see it in a whole different light. And that's one of the things that's great about this show. We look at it, we can disagree, we can agree, and we can compromise. But the one thing I never want you to do is compromise on your beliefs or your well-being. So, you know, this show, when we're going into it, it it's called, you know, so many different things by so many people. Yeah, it, it's a syndrome that I look at called the Janus syndrome. Because like I talk about in other podcasts where I flip the coin, there's two sides. And in the Janus syndrome, there's two sides, but it's to the person. But let me tell you about two persons. Now, these two persons, you know, are people that I respect. Um, for those who have heard some of the previous podcasts, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I love to read things that, you know, are based off nonfiction. I, I, every once in a while, I'll read fiction, but I don't want to get into somebody else's imagination. I like my own imagination to take in. And, you know, with what I have with ADHD and PTSD and any other four-letter word that someone's going to vent, you know, 30 minutes after the new COVID variant comes out, uh, they'll probably say I have that too. But like the Janus syndrome and the coins, there's two sides. This week, one of the guys that's on my, it's not my Facebook group. I didn't start it. Somebody else did, but now I manage it. The United States Safety Professionals or USSP. One of the guys that's in the room and is also a connection of mine on LinkedIn, Chance Roberts came out with his new book, The Beginner's Guide to the Environmental Health and Safety Profession. Now, the other side of the coin, Sam Goodman wrote the very, very first safety-related book that I ever wanted to read. And I, I'm a safety professional. Actually, I like to say practitioner because I'm constantly practicing. I'm constantly evolving. I've not been in it for 30 years. You know, I, I was a government contractor. I was involved in law enforcement. I'm a veteran. I mean, if you looked at my LinkedIn profile, it goes in order. You know, I, I was a veteran. I'm a safety consultant. I'm a podcaster and a coffeeholic. I truly am. I got a cup of coffee sitting right next to me right now. But that's the thing. I identify not as a safety professional, not as a safety consultant. I identify by my progression, veteran safety consultant. You know, I, I don't go veteran or veteran law enforcement, this, that, this, that, this, that. I just need you to know where I started and where I currently am. Everything in between, that's just filler. But let's get back to the two sides of my favorite literary uh, endeavors right now. So I was reading Chance Roberts' book, and it talks about where he's in China, and he's walking around, and, you know, he starts seeing certain things that it just astonishes him. You know, he was not a safety professional at the time. But that's what triggered him to get into the safety profession and change his course that he was taking in college over to EHS. And the development 
and the things he went through as a child into his current age uh, and his current profession, it was brilliant. You know, again, he wrote this, The Beginner's Guide. What I liked about Sam Goodman's book, Safety Sucks, is Sam goes into, you know, where he's in the profession and he's meeting and taking and challenging these different obstacles and events and facilities and management. And he talks about the hardships and the things, the challenges that's unique to the profession that he saw. And again, you know, you have to look at the perspective. People in different areas, different sets of eyes, they're going to view it differently. But the beautiful thing about Chad Roberts and Sam Goodman is they know how to put it to word. They took their experiences in the, as a beginner and as an experienced person in the field and made a duo binary thing that's going to take the safety profession to the next level. You have two sides, the beginning and the end, which is Janus. So if you think of the Janus God, it's got two faces. He's a Roman God, and one face is for the entrance, and one face is for the exit. You know, depending on how you look at Roman mythology, you'll see that there's other things too, but it's the beginning and the end. You know, the month of January, the beginning of the year is named after the Roman God Janus. So when you're looking at Sam and you're looking at Chance, Chance is taking you at the beginning. He's telling you what he went through. But what makes his book absolutely brilliant, for those of you that are thinking about going into EHS, he tells you exactly what he did. But while he's in there, he's telling you how to find your own path. Think of his book as a compass, right? You see a mountain, you shoot your azimuth, and you start to head off in that path. You come into an obstacle. Chance's book says, hey, if you run into something, you run into an issue, shoot a different azimuth. Shoot a different course. Here's what you can do. Google this. Look up that. If you can't get this because of like a college thing, look at these certifications. Look at these things outside of college. You can't fail. You have 360 degrees, and Chance Roberts gives you that compass. He tells you how to find your own course. He's not telling you to take his. He's not telling you to set the same plan up, you know, as to what level he wanted to get, director, manager, regional manager. He's not telling you, oh, you want to shoot for $160,000 a year because geographically, you know, Oklahoma, California, Montana, you may be the regional manager in Montana, but top pay there is only 70 grand because cost of living. He tells you these things. This is some of the information you don't see in these, you know, I don't want to say trade groups, but that's basically what it is. Because people will say, oh, if you're taking less than that, you're not truly, you know, at the top of your game. You're not truly at the top of your profession. Well, if he's in Timbuktu, that may be the top pay for that area. So people get, you know, to feeling like I'm not achieving enough. Maybe I'm not working hard enough. Everything's based on location. Sam Goodman, his book, talks about transitioning into areas, moving to this project, going to that project. No matter where you go, you're going to have different challenges. You're going to have two sides of that coin. It's going to be good or it's going to be bad. 
unless it lands on its edge where it's a little bit of both. You got balance. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the Janus syndrome. But before you go, think about Chance Roberts. What if somebody gave you a guide? He told you how to start, right? He's that opening face. He's that first gate into Rome. Then you get in and you're trying to find your way to exit Rome to go your next destiny and to improve. And Sam Goodman's book, Safety Sucks, is the guide to how you, telling you how to survive, improve, and develop in that area. And we'll get into that in just a moment. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity. to 24365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. Hello, you are listening to Alan Woford on Diary of a Bald Man. This episode is powered by Josh and Laurie Philpott, the owners of Crater City Inc. in Middlesbrough, Kentucky. Visit them on Facebook or CraterCityLink.com. While Alan can and does cause trauma to your mind, Josh and Laurie can add art and beauty to your life and body through ink therapy and body piercing. Once the ringing between your ears has stopped and you've recovered from the bald man's rambling, go to mindinconstantmotion.com and submit your comments and suggestions. Now, sit back, shut up and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the show. So, where I was talking to you about, you know, the information and everything being provided in the books, you know, it again, it's the beginning and the continuous travel and the development and the end game by Chance and Sam. So, what is the Janus Syndrome? Well, you know, why is that important to know? Well, when you think about it, us as a professional, Think of what your craft is, all right? I want you to sit there, you know, and hopefully you're not driving, and I want you to put your hands to your sides. Think about a scale, okay? And in that scale is you. On the one hand, that's your professional side. On the other hand, 
is your personal side. I need you to use both hands. Stop rubbing yourself while you're listening to my voice and concentrate. All right? Be, be appropriate. Put your hands out there. So think about the scale. Which one of those weighs you down the most? Okay? Because you're holding them out to your sides. And if you think about it, your arms get tired. Because if you're holding up your professional side, you know, and everything, because that's what feeds the family. That's what has you out in the world. That's what your contribution to society is viewed as. And then your personal side may be your family, your needs, your wants, your desires. Well, because you're trying to balance them on both sides, on occasion, one's going to outweigh the other. Because one arm is your dominant arm, your dominant hand. The other one is a little bit weaker. That's the way we are inside too. And what brought this up, not just the books by, you know, Chance and by Sam, a great, great article came out. And, you know, it made me think about, because where I talk about the coins and I talk about the types of personalities we see in social media. But I want you, once you set your arms down, grab your phone, not while you're driving, not while you're in there with mama, you know, set this aside for a second. But I want you to Google three layers of identity by the growth equation. They had a great article. And this is something that comes in line with things that I say. You know, and in this article, Brad talks about, you know, the identity being three layers. So think about the coin. You know, I flip the coin. Heads, Janice, the beginning is yes. Tails going out is no. On the edge is everything. That's your core. Just like you had your hands to your sides. Think of that coin. That's the center of your body. You know, from the top of your head down between your toes. So, in this article, it, and it, it's great because it goes in line with everything I talk about. You know, Brad says, and I quote, this is from the three layers of identity. Identity has been a large theme in our work over the past few months. One of the many paradoxes of passion and performance is when your identity becomes connected to a certain endeavor. Be it running, writing, leading a team, pursuing some other vocation, or parenting, it's a paradox because the identity and endeavor fusion tends to be a beautiful and energizing force until it's not. When it's time to transition or retire, or when the kids move out of the house, there can be a real sense of discombobulation. If not this thing that I put all into for so long, then what, then who am I? That was pro very profound. Because, you know, when we put so much effort into work, and we try to go into those upper levels, like Chance talks about, you know, start at the beginning, build your way up, depending on where you want to be. And Sam Goodman, in his amazing book, says, here's an obstacle, here's a hurdle, here's how you get around it, here's how you work with it, and here's how you save yourself by getting out of it. The problem is, is when we look at that, we have to think about ourselves. So you're sitting there with your hands to your sides. Right now, imagine your left hand is a five-pound bag of sugar. That's your work. And your right hand is a young adult, a young child. That's your family. You're going to lean to the right. You need that left 
to give you some semblance of balance. But here's what you can do. Bring your hands together to the center of your chest. Rest it on your stomach. You know that coin I was talking about where it's on the edge? That's where the strength is, is right in the middle. So you have these three sides, right? Your left hand is the superficial you. This is the activities you engage in day in, day out. Work, uh, hobbies, things like that. Your right hand is your personality. That's who you really are. Your deeply grooved habits and the energy that your habits create. So what happens where this Janus syndrome gets involved, a lot of us, and I did this once myself until I had the epiphany last year where I was near a complete breakdown. Because where I had tried to live up to Alan the safety guy, you know, predominantly through the internet and through communication and various endeavors, I wanted people to think of me as just a professional. Because some people, not all, but a very few, and it, you know, it's like that princess in the pea. It only took one pea for her to be discomforted, you know, on a stack of bed. And then that translated into other things, discomfort, sleeplessness, things like that. Well, what I was doing with Alan the Safety Guy was I was trying to give that visual to people that search. Hey, he can help me. He can do this. When I left the personality out of it, my passion was out of it. I did the work to live. I was making safety my life. And it's not. It's a part of my life. It's what I do to pay for my personality, for my wife, for my family, for the things I want to do. So if you think about the superficial and the personal you, there is a deeper you. And this this is not my wording. This is what Brad wrote in here. The deeper you is the awareness or the knower underneath personality and superficial you. The part of you that can sense when something feels right or wrong, the part of you that bears witness to all. I saw how I was trying to lead two lives. I mean, think about it. Are you leading two lives? Are you living separately when you're outside the house and then you're truly who you are when you're inside? What kind of emotional stress does that add? Because in the professional workplace, we want to be professional, right? We represent our companies. We represent our coworkers. We represent the things that, you know, build this company, make it function, that bring in the consumers or bring in the people that purchase our products. And by leaving our personality out, you know, HR is not going to climb your ass. And that's one of the things we have to look at. The human resources tries to keep a balance between everybody's superficial side and their personality side and say, here's where you're allowed to meet. You know, keep your innuendos and your sexual connotations and your language outside of here and don't reference anything when you're outside about the inside of here. So you have this tear. You're basically bipolar. You're leading two lives. And that's stressful. What do we do with that stress? How do we lead a deeper life? How do we lead a deeper you? And that's something there's no book on. There's no manual. There's nothing really to say, here's how you fix that. Well, depending on who you talk to, the best way is to get involved in something where your personality, you know, whether it's, I'm not going to say ambiguous, but if you're out there, you're an extrovert, stuff like that, 
Find a job where your personality and your superficial you can come together. And that's hard to do because we don't pick jobs that fit our personality. We don't. Some, very few people do. You know, they, they base it off the superficial you, the skills, their interests, the things that generate them money. You know, the personality you, yeah, you're not going to start an OnlyFans page. That's not going to happen. The problem that a lot of people have when they separate that is in the balancing act. So what you do is you pull everything into the center and you're you. You cut up, you cut up with the people you can cut up with. You know, with me, I talk the same out on the street as I do on my podcast. If I see bullshit, I call bullshit. I may call it in a different word, but where I previously would try to, you know, fit within an organization, it didn't work for me. You know, people would, I was very uncomfortable with it and people would see that discomfort and it would make them uncomfortable around me. So what I did is I dressed for me. So when I was up in Cleveland, 2000 to 2003, and I was running the labor operations side for iMac, I was the only one in the office. This is a professional setting. I was the manager of a whole division that came in wearing blue jeans every day. And I dressed like a manager in the field for labor. And people were just thrown off by it. It's like, Alan, we're in a setting, we're like this. And I said, I don't care. By not caring about what visual I gave off and what I put out professionally, I excelled. I grew. I expanded. Things were great. I could be in the office, then go out to the field to look at a site, do a safety assessment, talk with a client, and they were comfortable because they said, okay, you're a labor manager. They didn't look at me in a corporate setting with corporate eyes. I mean, there were times I would dress for a part. Now, if we were going to a specialized meeting, you know, with a bunch of executives, I would dress up more appropriately. But in the office, because I was over labor operations, I talked with the hands, I talked with the technicians and the trades, I dressed like they did. And that bonded us because they didn't feel like they were talking to somebody higher up, you know, a pay scale above theirs. They felt like they were talking to one of their own because I used their language. I sat the way they did. I bitched and moaned and groaned about the same things they did. But because of my position behind that desk, I had the authority and the responsibility to take care of them. And I did good. I did very good. With that mental attitude, I was able to change the way in later years after 2003, except when, you know, I was working in law enforcement, um, there's certain outfits and uniforms you have to wear. But when I returned to that setting, you know, I was professional. But then, you know, when things came off, people were like, that's Alan. I mean, I did my job. I took no shit. I spoke clearly and frankly. It changed years later. And this is where I got caught into that syndrome again, because where I had my hands out to my side, I was like, okay, I'm a civilian now. Uh, I'm in construction. I got to do this. I have to provide for my family. I got to do that. And I was trying to balance it and it was good. Construction was good. I was working with the trades. I was working with hands daily. I'd get into management because they knew I was experienced. They knew my background. 
I had the perfect balance. I brought everything into the center. But then I left again. And this is again where that bipolar type issue comes out. When I went out to be a consultant on my own with Safety Seconds, you know, the people didn't know me. So I had to dress the part, which made me uncomfortable. I felt like an imposter. To go in and communicate with them, tell them the things they needed, tell them what would improve their programs. And while that worked, they could tell I was uncomfortable in it. And there there was a couple of contracts that said, no, you know, it's kind of awkward that you're selling yourself. We know you have the skills. We know you have that. But because of the awkwardness in my presentations, they were concerned about awkwardness in the classroom. You know, they were happy with the audits. They were happy with the stuff I did. And on the couple of occasions where I was hired in to train their personnel or do things, they saw the completely different side, the engagement with their employees, the engagement, you know, with the people in the field. But it threw them off because here was a person that they could see clearly uncomfortable in an office setting, doing great things in the field. So it took me until last year to get out of that mindset. You know, when I go out and I'm dealing with the clients now because of the professionalism and everything, I found my center. I found the balance. You know, I still wear jeans, but on important meetings to make them comfortable, it's not to make me comfortable. I dress like them because I know if I set the tone, you know, of the environment and I center it and I keep my balance, I'm going to do great. I'm going to train the management, the executives, the C-suite. The same way I'm going to train the trainees. I'm going to get their attention. I'm going to provide them the information. I'm going to ask them to recall that information. I'm going to let them instruct me. And I have balance. When we fail to bring our superficial and our personality in, we get split. You have to find balance. You can't put your arms to the side and continue like that every day. It's not going to work. One side's going to give. You're either going to fail in your, you know, your businesses or you're going to fail in your personal life because you don't have balance. The trick to finding balance is the comfort within yourself. As you know, Brad said in his article, the deep you. And if you find that you're struggling with that, the emotional stress, the physical stress and everything will tear you to pieces. Find your balance. Get rid of the Janus syndrome. Have one face constantly, and that's always going in, that's always moving forward, and it's always leading the way. Like I always say, plan, prepare, communicate, and engage. You will do amazing things in life. Thank you for listening. I love you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please go to Mind of Constant Motion. Send me your thoughts. Send me your experiences. Tell me I'm full of shit. Tell me what's on your mind. Let your personality and the deep you help me generate a better show. All right, that's all I got. Now get the hell off here and go enjoy your life. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, 
Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man. Bald Man.